how do you conquer all these things? The imposter syndrome uh, or you know, worrying about what people may think of you. The only way to get out of this is to do. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Nickels and Dimes show, where we learn about entrepreneurial journeys and lessons from all types of entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Chris Nichols. Thank you for being here. What is going on, everybody? Happy 2024. I'm so excited for this new year. I'm feeling such a fresh sense of energy, and I feel like we've got some great momentum after the full first year of doing this podcast, the Nickels and Dimes Show. Uh, there are some exciting updates that I just want to share with you about what you can expect in 2024. Uh, and then we're going to get into the topic of today's show. But just to share, number one is going to be YouTube. I'm going to start posting full video episodes to YouTube as much as I could possibly handle. It's a lot more work, but it is, I think, going to take things to the next level. You'll be able to see us when we're talking, my guests and myself. And I would love if you subscribe to that channel. It is The Nickels and Dime Show, the exact same name as the podcast. So just wanted to share that with you guys. But yeah, you're going to see some other changes as they come along throughout the year. Anyway, aside from that, today's topic, I wanted to talk about four lessons I learned from one year of podcasting. It was an amazing journey. And I put out a few highlight episodes at the end of the year in December, highlighting some of the special moments from my guests. And I made some videos just to show appreciation to all the guests who worked with me and who got on the show in, in my first year of doing it. And I'm just so thankful for all those guests for doing that. But let me go through these four lessons that I learned. Number one is the fear of putting my voice out there. I, this was probably the number one hesitation I had going into 2023 to start this podcast, which was worrying about what other people think. And if you listen to other content like mine, other podcasts like this, uh, self-improvement, self-development, entrepreneurship, business-focused podcasts or influencers, you probably have heard this a few times before. But the answer to the, the concern of, not, of worrying about what other people think is that nobody cares. No one gives a fuck about what you have to say. And if they do, then that means you're doing something right, whether they like it or not. So that was a big thing that I think I naturally overcame by just doing the podcast. And you'll see this as a theme. A lot of this will come back to just doing the damn thing. Whatever it is you're doing doesn't have to be a podcast. But that was one big concern. And something to branch off of that is imposter syndrome. This was another thing that I struggled with given that I started a podcast about entrepreneurship, but never have really built a successful business by myself in my terms, right? Or in the definition as I would consider a successful entrepreneur. So how did I go around this? Well, I approached a bunch of other entrepreneurs that I thought were really cool, fascinating, interesting people with great stories to tell. And I made the conversations completely about them. So 
and this is something I love and that I won't ever stop doing. I love putting the other person in the spotlight who I think is interesting and fascinating and someone who deserves it. Uh, frankly, someone who I'm just interested in learning more about. And if I can have a conversation where I'm able to share that information in a valuable way to help inspire others uh, or give people a deeper understanding into this person's story and their business, then amazing. Then I'm doing what I want to do. Right. So, but one thing that this led to in my first year of podcasting was who is my audience? Entrepreneurship was a somewhat general niche, right? Or a general theme. And, you know, you see some of the biggest podcasters out there. They have people from all walks of life. You look at Joe Rogan, you look at Tim Ferriss, and they're able to have conversations with literally anyone and they're going to get a huge audience right? Because people follow the podcast, so they know who these guys are, right? They know what these guys bring to the table in these conversations. So that's one thing that I'm actively working on and will focus more on going into this year. I want you guys to get to know me a little bit better with what I'm bringing to the table in terms of giving you valuable content to consume in the form of podcasts or video, whatever that is. That being said, I am not going to stop getting more and more interesting and fascinating guests on this show because that is ultimately what this show is all about. But how do you conquer all these things, the imposter syndrome, uh, or you know, worrying about what people may think of you? The only way to get out of this is to do and build and to surround yourself by the right people. And we'll get to that in a little bit. But this is all really about the number one thing, which is worrying about what people think and putting your voice out there. Number two, podcasting is a full-time job. Now, a lot of people may think starting a podcast sounds like a fun thing to do, but if you take it seriously, which is what I do with anything that I'm going to devote my time and energy towards in a real way, I'm going to want to make sure it's really good. So the result of that is that it becomes a full-time job. And I found myself constantly innovating, constantly analyzing every little thing I was doing with the show so that I could continue to find ways to make it better. And that came with the videos I was making. I look earlier in the year, my first few episodes, I didn't even film at all. And then I started to film and made some shorts or reels for, for the internet. And then I started to make trailers so, so that they're more engaging to promote the episode. So there was a ton of learning about content creation just with that. But that's just one example of the many things, right? Another aspect to this being a full-time job for me was that th I was a one-man show for th the entire first year. I still am. But that includes a lot of aspects to this podcast, right? And, and then you add the full-time job. That was uh, very challenging to balance two full-time jobs. This process for me, a lot of people might overlook a few of these steps, but this includes finding guests, coordinating the interviews, doing research and preparing for the conversation, uh, setting up the equipment and troubleshooting. There's always some sort of issue that we had to solve. And in many cases, my guests were there to help me uh, solve it because they understand what it's like to start something and you don't fully know what you're getting yourself into. So it was really a blessing to do these podcasts with the actual people that have been on the show. And then, of course, you have the actual podcast to record. And then all the post-editing with the audio, the video, uh, finding, figuring out what content makes the most sense to share. 
So there's so much there, right? And then writing titles, descriptions. Sure, ChatGPT can help with a little bit of this stuff, but you still really have to be the creative source to what you are trying to create, right? And then working with the guest of marketing the episode. Uh, I, I typically, my favorite thing to do is to do collab posts on Instagram with my guests because many of my guests have pretty large followings on Instagram, for example. And I need to make sure I'm putting out something, creating something that they're okay with sharing with their audience, right? It's a big process. And so I certainly have treated this as a full-time job and I, I think that's paying off for sure. Lesson number three, consistency is key. Now, this one might sound cliche, but it's so incredibly true. And this was actually something that I really prepared myself for going into the starting this podcast in early 2023, right? So many sources when I was reading about how to get a podcast going said that 90% of podcasters will start and quit by the time they get to three episodes. So they won't get past three episodes. And then of those remaining people and all the people who fall off after that, 90% of the people left at episode 20 will not go past episode 21. So I always had that in mind. I need to get past episode 21 with the weekly cadence that I committed to. And then I am in a category of my own as far as podcasters go, right? Whether the show has grown much or not. So I was ultra focused on consistency. In my first year, doing an episode per week, no matter what, and sure, with the exception of a couple holidays, but I was okay with that. But that was, I think, my biggest accomplishment in year one. I've stuck to the schedule of an episode per week, and each episode is a ton of work, as I just described. Had almost 50 guests that I coordinated and did podcasts with in the first year. So that's just so important in order to get you to that place. And you learn so much and you gain authority from those learnings in that process. And I'll talk more about that in this next one. Okay. So the number four lesson learned from my first year in podcasting was surrounding yourself with a certain circle and certain people is everything. Surrounding myself with the entrepreneurs that I've had in my show and spending so much time with these people, talking with them, picking their brains, not just on camera or on the podcast, but off camera, right? Off the microphones. Really, frankly, changed my life because it completely changed the way I think. I think way more out of the box now because of all this time spent with these people. I am much less scared of risk. I think these people are just so comfortable and used to a level of risk that most people just aren't. And that definitely rubbed off on me in the most amazing way. You know, getting out of the status quo thinking, and I t I've talked about this before. I moved from San Francisco to San Diego uh, in 2020. And, you know, I had worked in co corporate tech industry uh, for a long time. And it was just something that everyone expected you to do when I was living in San Francisco, right? And in San Diego, it just seemed like I happened to meet a lot of people who did a bunch of different things for their careers. And many of those things were something that they had built on their own. So that certainly helped me. And that definitely helped me get to the point of starting this podcast. But intentionally surrounding myself with these people who are focused on self-development, wellness, building a business, it really has done wonders for me. So those are my four lessons that I learned in 2023. 
Uh, I'm sure there's a lot more that <laughs> that I could probably think of, but those are four that I really just wanted to put down and share with you guys. Hopefully you might find something interesting and apply it to anything that you might be trying to work on or, or a project you're starting or, or building. That being said, I am so thankful for all of you who are here today. And I would love if you share the show with your friends, the Nickels and Dimes show, and let's get this thing going the right direction. It would be super helpful for me. Thank you guys all so much for supporting and let's get after it this year. Stay tuned for some big, fun, exciting episodes in the coming weeks. Thanks everybody. Happy 2024. Thank you for joining our conversation today on the Nickels and Dimes show. Please check out and follow my podcast, Instagram at Nickels and Dimes show. I'd love to have you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or YouTube. You can also find it on my website. I welcome and encourage any feedback you can share in the reviews so I can continue to improve and develop the show. Thanks again and see you next time.